0: Our God is good, Amen. Woo! Wow! I don't know about y'all, but I am feeling good. I am feeling great. How y'all feel? Y'all feel all right? Mm, hallelujah! Woo! That's, I think that's all I can say right now. Is just woo. I feel. I feel so good. Mm, God is so good. Hallelujah. All right. So yeah. So yeah man worship was just amazing uh kevin whoo man you got an anointing on you brother it's like it's just it's just amazing and so yeah really uh, leading us into the presence of god so hallelujah just affirming that mm. <laughs> all right so if we can all open up our bibles to matthew the book of matthew um you may have heard of it um it's after the book of malachi Before the book of Mark to the third Matthew, Matthew, two T's, two T's. All right. And if everyone can turn to Matthew chapter three, we're going to read from verse 13 to 17, but tonight we're going to jump around a little bit. Um, Yeah. We're just going to see how the spirit leads. Everything tonight has just been how the spirit leads. And so that's how I'm going to, we're going to preach it tonight. Hallelujah. Alright, is everyone there? Let me hear Amen. amen. Alright, so we're going to read out of that. Thank you for that one. The, the delayed Amen is a joyous amen. Hallelujah. Alright, so we're going to read uh from verses thirteen to seventeen, if um reading from the ESV. So let's just read it all together. One, two, three. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. The heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Amen. Hallelujah. Before we go any further, let's bow our heads and let me pray for us. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that you are a good God, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you are an amazing God. How great are you, our Lord and God. Oh, worthy are you, our Lord and God. All glory, honor, and power go to you, Father. And, Lord God, tonight, Father God, we pray, Lord, for just a mighty work to be done, Lord God. As your word goes out, Father God, as the praise goes out, Lord God, just may it, Father God, just do a mighty work to produce a harvest, Lord. Thirty-six, three-hundred-fold, Lord God. And, Father God, we pray right now, Lord God, we come in agreement, Lord God, as a body of your children, Lord, against, Lord God, the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, Lord. We bind Up every work of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. We bind every covert spirit of witchcraft, every covert spirit of religion. We bind it in the name of Jesus. And we command it to leave this place right now. And we pray, Lord God, from heaven you would loosen, Lord, your love. Loosen revelation. Loosen, Lord God, an anointing tonight, Lord. Anoint my mouth, Lord God, that Father, the words that come out of my mouth would be both spirit and life tonight, Lord. And that Father God, you, Lord God, you would be exalted. Not anyone else but you tonight, God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Do a mighty work tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. All right, so tonight I want to talk to you. The name of this message is He Knows My Name. Everyone knows that song, right? He knows my... All right, everyone started on a different key. It's all good. All right. (laughs) And so that's the name of tonight's message. And the verse that we're starting from is Well, really, the verse I want to key in on is 317. And behold, a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Hallelujah. And the the message, the word that God has really placed on my heart for you tonight is that God loves you and he is well pleased with you. Why don't you turn to your neighbor right now and say, God loves you and he is so proud of you. (laughs) <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's the word that God has placed on me tonight to preach to you, is that God loves you and he is so proud of you. I know I watched, I saw a couple of you when you were saying it, and I saw like, you know, the look on your faces when you're saying it and receiving it. And it's kind of like, oh, God loves you. He's proud of you. God loves you. He's proud of you. Oh, I know it. God loves you. proud of me. And it's to hear that God loves you and he is so proud of you. We sometimes we look at just that, just hearing that, and it's like basic Christianity to us. That's how we look at it. Oh, I know God loves me. I know he's proud of me. I've always heard that. I've heard it my whole life. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and we look at the fact that God loves us as basic Christianity. We look upon that word and whether we say it to somebody or we hear it, we overlook it. How many of you right now, when someone turned to you and said, God loves you and he is so proud of you, he knows your name. How many of you like received that and deep inside of you something started stirring? One, two, okay, cool. You know, three, okay. Because we, we, we hear that word and it's like, Oh, we act like we know it already. God know God. We know God loves us, whatever, you know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we look at God even knowing our name as a foregone conclusion, right? God loves you. He knows you. He's proud of you. We look at that like it's a foregone conclusion. God's the all-knowing God of the universe. Of course he knows me. Of course he loves me. Of course he is proud of me. He's God. He knows everything, you know. We already know that. But tonight, what I feel like God has placed in my spirit to happen tonight is that God is going to restore what our response is and what happens on the inside when we hear the words, God loves you, He knows you, and He is so proud of you. Amen? If you want that to be restored, if you want that to be reawakened in you, let me hear an amen. amen. Hallelujah. See, because the fact that God loves you, that he knows you and he's so proud of you. It's not basic Christianity. It's essential Christianity. Basic Christianity is like like when Pastor Christian talks about tithing, right? He's like, it's basic. The 10% is basic. The offering is when you go a step up. Basic means like it's the lower level, the lower rung. You start there, but you move past it. Like you start with the tithe, but you move past it to the offering, right? Amen. <laughs> Say <said>, one <"Well>, amen. <laughs> but with God loving you and knowing that and God that he knows your name and that he's proud of you, that's essential Christianity. You never move past that. You never graduate from God knowing you, loving you and experiencing the fact that he is so proud of you. See We look at that sometimes, and we we act like God loving us, hearing God loves you is just mere words. So many people have looked at me straight in the eye and said, "Marcus, God loves you," and I went, "Thank you," and I immediately, whether they they probably know it because I'm, "Thank you," it's like, immediately gets rejected. Now God loves you. I know that already. Thank you. Tell me something really good. Like tell me, like you know, I'm gonna do all these like mighty things oh oh, i feel like i should just say god loves you thank you (laughs) but it's not just mere words see what's happened is religion has taken the most powerful revelation that we'll ever get and it's turned it into mere words it's taken the fact that God loves you, He knows you, and He's so proud of you, and it's turned it into just a lower rung, something we feel like we've graduated from. But this word has power. And it's not just mere words. These words, it has power, and it points to a spiritual, a literal reality. Reality. That's why it's so important. The word in the Bible has always had importance. We place so much emphasis on the word of God. Words in the Bible point to a literal or a spiritual reality. When God created things, he spoke it out using words. And those words had power to, create, to bring about a creative reality. That's like my hermeneutics class. I'm applying it right here in the sermon. I hope you guys are blessed. Hallelujah. (laughs) But it's so true. John 1. Who's the word? Jesus. It points to a reality. When somebody says God loves you, those words, they point to an actual reality. It's not just mere words. When somebody says God loves you, he knows your name. It's not filler. It's not mere Filler words are basic Christianity. It's pointing to something amazing. Something powerful. And something real. R-E-A-L. Real. There is considerable power. In those simple words. That God loves you. He knows you. And he's proud of you. And if you don't believe me. Ask the Bataya team. They're going out. Telling prostitutes, God loves you. Going out telling people on the street, God loves you. He knows you. When these women felt like they were forgotten and no one knew them. It has power. But we overlook it. We act like it's a formularity. I know we respond. Or all thanks is our response. But our hearts have to be gripped with this truth. That God loves us and he is well Pleased with us. Each and every one of you. God is proud of you. He's proud of you. I'll say it again. God is proud of you. God loves you. He knows your name and He's proud of you. Right where you are. God is proud of you. I know immediately as I say this, many of us stop and we think, God is proud of me? God is, pr- okay. And it's like one or two responses. It's either we feel really good, and we and we stop and we think about, God's proud of you. And it's like God saying, I'm proud of you for all the good things that you've done. That's what that's what we think. Or we think, God's proud of me? And we think about all the bad things we've done. Like if you're sitting here right now feeling bad, you're like, "God's how could God be proud of me? I fail all the time. I fail with my QT. I, I never wake up early. I... I fail with my Bible study. I cannot make it through Leviticus. Um, I fail in encouraging people. I I don't really like people. I fail, with I fail. I fail in schoolwork. I failed Hebrew class. I failed. And then when we think of, but it can be the other side too. We think about all the good. Oh, God's proud of me. I I've given the money I've given. The faithfulness with my tithe, my personal ministry successful. I finally managed to get my quiet times consistent. I've been abstinent from alcohol and bars. I stayed pure. And I've come out to Friday fire every Friday. Oh yeah, God's proud of me. We, when we hear that, we hear God's proud of you, we immediately begin to think of the things we've done for God. But let me tell you a little secret God is proud of you Regardless Of what you've done God is proud of you He loves you Regardless Of your successes Or your failures Some of us We're having trouble receiving this right now You hear God's proud of me How could God be proud of me how can God love me? What have I done to earn that? And I know this word is probably, it's probably cramping your personal theology right now. It's probably jacking it up right now. You're hearing this and you're thinking, God is proud of me regardless of anything I do. That doesn't make any sense. You like the feeling of God being proud of you for what you've done. Or you wish that you could do better so that God could then be proud of you. But God doesn't look at it that way at all. He gives us that for free. He looks at you and he says, I am proud of you and I love you. I was talking with my brother Roy last Sunday. And me and him were talking about this very passage. Matthew 3, 15 to 17. Or well, 16 to 17, actually. When Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water and behold, the heavens were opened to him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. And as we were talking about it, it's like, Roy just dropped revelation on me. He's boom. He's like... God affirmed Jesus. He said, I'm proud of you, Jesus. You're my son. I love you and I'm so proud of you. Before Jesus had ever done a thing. Before Jesus had healed one person. Set free any individual. God had said, I love you and I'm proud of you. He does the same thing with you. Before you do anything. He looks at you and says, I love you, and I am so proud of you. Before he had done one thing, God loved him and adored him. Okay, maybe it's just Jesus, right? Maybe it's just the Son of God. It makes sense. He would just love Jesus, right? Okay, go to Jeremiah. Chapter 1. We'll just go to Jeremiah for a second and then maybe we'll jump to someone else. Verse 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Before Jeremiah had done one thing, before Jeremiah was even in the womb, God knew him. And being known by God is a place of favor and blessing and love. God looked. He thought of it wasn't that he looked down at Jeremiah. He thought about Jeremiah before Jeremiah was even formed. And he had already felt that kind of affirmation and passion for him that he wanted to tell Jeremiah, Jeremiah, look, I already knew you. And I've given you a purpose. And I love you. He said, Jeremiah, don't say that you're only a youth. Why? Because I am with you in everything that you go do. I'm already there making things happen. Because I love you. And I'm proud of you already. That's what God's saying to you. He says, I love you. I love you with everything that's in me. My heart is like a consuming fire. It burns with passion for you. And I'm so proud of you. Regardless of whether you fail at QT. Regardless of whether you are failing in purity. Regardless of whether you're succeeding in it. Regardless of whether you have this huge ministry or you're just getting started. I love you, and I am well pleased with you. If you are receiving that, let me hear an amen. See, even when when God spoke to David, He looked down at David, and he, he was saying that before David, He formed David's inward parts; that He was fearfully and wonderfully made; that even all of David's thoughts, God already knew. You look at Psalm 139. It's because when God looks down upon us, He sees us and He knows us and He loves us and he's He's already just so proud. He's like a father. He is a father, our father, looking upon us. And He's just so happy before we do anything. God looks at us and He says, I love you for who you are. Not what you've done or what you will do. A lot of times when people ask you, who are you? What do you do? Who are you? Your response when you, you ask that to yourself, who am I? What do you respond with? I'm a, I'm a minister. I'm a student. I do this. I do that. But God doesn't see that at all. God doesn't see your calling first. He doesn't see that. He sees who you are. He sees Marcus Corpening. He sees Judy Choi. He sees you and he says, I love you for who you are. You're my daughter. You're my son. And I love you with everything that's in me. Our calling, our past sins, our present sin it has no bearing on the love of God. You know, the Word says that that God showed His love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That word points to the fact that regardless of what we have done, God still loves us. And He showed it through His Son Jesus. I was thinking about during the week, as God began to impress this on my heart over the past two weeks, how, how do I, how do I illustrate this? Lord, am I going to just get up here and just repeat the same things over and over and over and hope it goes in? I don't want to do that, God. I didn't even pray that. I thought it. And God heard my thought because he knows my thoughts. He knows our thoughts. He knows us. He loves us. And it just happened this past Wednesday. I'm going to tell a quick story. I'm trying to make it as quick as possible. And... uh to Anita because you know I got a time restraint um and <laughs> so this past Wednesday I was first all of a sudden it was like Wednesday night I had just finished studying Hebrew and thank you Mina and all this condemnation came upon me I don't I guess it was probably Hebrew but I don't know because I just started feeling really really bad I was like And I heard all these lies. Marcus, you suck. You are horrible. You guys laughed, but it was tearing me apart. How are you going to be a pastor? How are you going to graduate? What are you going to do? You're not going to do anything. You're going to preach this Friday. How are you going to do that? And I was, I felt so, so, so torn down. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't even want to pray. So I called my mama. That's all I could do. I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't okay, I'll call mama. And I call. I call home and my mom's, my stepdad picks up. He says, Hello? Hey, uh, is mama around? Uh, no, actually. She just got out of the hospital. Wait, what? What do you mean? Uh, you didn't know she was in the hospital? See, I had not called home in, in like two weeks, three weeks. And my mom didn't tell me that she had to have surgery. Because she didn't want me to worry. And so I'm like, more lies are coming in. You suck. You're not even a good son. How can you not call your mom? She's struggling. What if, what if, she's, what if she's about to die? You suck. How can you call yourself her son? Uh Reggie, do you have her cell phone number? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, here. I call my mom's cell. And she picks up. And I start feeling, I feel, okay, okay. Everything's okay. Everything's alright. My mom's doing fine. But then my mom begins to tell me, hey, do you remember, you remember La Christian? And I'm like, yeah I, I know Lucretia. well, he called me the other day. see two months ago, about three months ago, I got this random Facebook message from this guy. He's like, Marcus, you don't know me, but I'm your brother. I know right I was like, Why what, what? <laughs> uh, okay and so I began to talk to him on Facebook but I still felt this guardedness because he, he was like my brother on my dad's side whom I'm estranged from. Like My dad left me when I was very young. And we began to talk and then one day he asked me, um, Marcus, can I call your mom? Like, What's her phone number? And the first time he asked, I ignored it. I acted like he didn't even ask it. I changed subjects. But he asked me later and I gave it to him. And then I'm talking to my mom Wednesday and she's like, Marcus, you know what? I just want to tell you, thank you for giving him my number. Thank you for giving him my number. I was like, why is that? He's like, because when he called me, he called me, and it was such a blessing. He called my mom, and my, my brother, see, my dad left him when he was a baby. And then his mother was actually a drug addict. And so he had to be taken from her, and he would, he went into foster care. he was essentially an orphan, and he's lived his whole life he's he went on to become a marine he's mad diesel, he's pretty jacked um, and but he went on to become a marine, but he has all he had all these questions, all these questions, and he calls my mom and my, my mom said, "Yeah, he called, and i just got i just woke up I was half asleep, and when my mom's half asleep, she said, like, hello, hello." And he calls her and he's like, hello, Um, Miss Corpening, this is the Christian. And my mom stops for a second and she goes, oh, I know you. I know you. And just the simple fact that my mom knew he existed made his day. Just the simple fact that this guy who had been abandoned his entire life walked with all these questions and he calls my mother and she says oh I know you it made his day it touched his heart to know that someone out there knew that he was alive he had expected to call my mom and be like, "Miss Corbin, look, I'm a Christian, and I want to tell you all that I've done in my life. I want to tell you everything that I've accomplished. I want to tell you that I've, I, I had this hard childhood, but I went on and I became a Marine, and now I'm successful, and I've done all these things. And I just want you to know that I am here. And all my mom had to say is, look, Christian, I know you. I know you exist. We come before God and we want to do the same thing. We want to say, God, here, I'm Marcus Corpening. Look, I've done all these things and I've went through all these things. And, and now, God, look at me. See me. I want to show you who I am. And God says, no, I already know you. I know you. And my mom, she began to tell me, she said, I had the most last conversation with him she said i felt like he was almost you i'm a first i mean i'm the firstborn, so come on like <laughs> my mom like you know it's firstborn. but my mom's like i felt like i was talking to you and my mom said then at the end of the conversation he asked me he said you know what miss corpening i'm gonna call you mom And my mom said, you know what? That's all right with me. You can call me mom. And as I was speaking to her, God was speaking to me. And he was saying, Marcus, you come before me and you want to tell me all these things about yourself. But I already know you. And if you just come to me, we will click So easily. And you can call me dad. You can even call me dad. And. See God. He wants us to connect with that. That he knows us. He knows you. And he's so proud of you. See because. From that. There's so much favor and goodness that comes from being known by God. Psalm 24 says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. It won't just follow you. It will pursue you because you're known by God. And because we are loved by God. Like my brother the Christian who had this, all these identity issues in terms of just being known. When he realized that my mother knew him, he was able, it made sense. He had a glimpse into who he was. And when God shows us that he knows us, we find our identity in that. God affirmed Jesus first before anything else this is my son whom i love and i am well pleased with you jesus he looks at you he says i am well pleased with you find your identity in that that you are known by the one true god because when you are known by god it's so funny how this stuff all comes together but I was listening to Mike Bickle and and he was talking about the exact same subject. When you're known by God, you are successful. Jesus was successful before he did anything. And because we are known by God, you are successful. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to study for it. You don't have to prove it. You just are successful. Because God loves you. And He is proud of you. And He has planned out your life. Your, each and every day that you walk in is covered by His favor and His blessing. We don't live for success. We don't live for the favor. We don't live for the blessing. We live from it. When you face all these, all these trials, all these obstacles. When you feel like you must achieve something got understand that's the world putting these standards upon you that you don't have to come before God and prove anything because you're already successful in his eyes you're already blessed and highly favored religion creeps in and says you, you failed in this you you see the way you talk to that person You see what you looked at last night? You see the things that you've been doing? You're a failure. You need to work it back. You need to earn God's love. Come out and just, you know, you need to just cry out and really just make sure that God can see that you feel really sorry for what you've done you know what, you need to make sure that you don't ever miss another Sunday, ever miss another prayer meeting. You need to make sure that you never miss another quiet time. You need to make sure that God can see how much you love him. So that you can prove to him that you're worthy. But God looks at you and he says, you are already bought and paid for. You are already mine. You are already successful. Like with Jeremiah and Jesus and David and every each and every person that God uses in a mighty way. It's the it's the the affirmation and the love and being known by God that opens the door to their purpose. Your purpose. It's not what brings about the blessing. It's the blessing and favor of God that opens the door to the purpose. God looks at you and he says, I'm so proud of you. You know what? You can call me dad. You don't have to come before me and and tell me all the things that you've done because I already know. When you step out into the world, you're not stepping out as someone trying to prove that you're a Christian, trying to prove that you have authority, trying to prove that you are equipped in the Holy Spirit, trying to prove that you have the favor and blessing of God on your life. You're working from that and from all the Ephesians one says we have been given every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. And that is what we live from. But God is so proud of us and he knows our name. Let's pray.